Unprepared isn't scripted or edited. There are no redos, and when we screw up, it's going live. This works for our show, but it is no way to run your e-commerce business. Our partner, Rewind, is here to help. They will help you back up your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install on your store to protect it from human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. It's trusted by over 70,000 retailers from side hustles to the biggest online stores like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, if you reply to any of their welcome series and mention Unprepared, you can get your first month free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unprepared. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. Today, welcoming to the show, Connor from Co-op Commerce. How are you doing today? Doing great. It's a sunny day here in, in Mill Valley. Enjoying, enjoying the, the nice weather. It is the complete opposite in that in my hellscape that is frozen Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> but it's my fault for living in the Midwest. Um, so today we're going to talk about scaling brands through partnerships. Uh, Connor's got a lot of uh, insights there uh, from his work with Co-op Commerce. But uh, before we kind of get into what they do there, let's kind of just talk about kind of some of the avenues and adventures brands are uh, going on these days with partnerships and kind of why it is an avenue I should be thinking yeah. about from a, like a founder perspective, uh, especially with the rise of costs through Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah. So without further ado, I'll kind of like hand it over to you. Yeah, totally. Uh, so as everyone that works in this industry knows, uh, costs are through the roof on Facebook and Instagram and all brands are looking for new meaningful ways to drive acquisition. And partnerships have always been something that brands do. And, and there's almost like a huge degree of, of, uh, of different types of partnerships, right? There's like really heavyweight partnerships, like where you are doing a full on collaboration, like a product collaboration, something that's like really involved uh, a product drop that's together, like co-branded type of thing. And then there's like more lightweight types of partnerships, like sharing data or, figuring out a way to collectively go after a customer or doing email swaps and things of that sort. And I would say all of those things are starting to become uh, something that founders and, and folks that fall into like the not scalable bucket are starting to do more of just because they're looking for that growth uh, at a more cost efficient, cost efficient perspective. And I would say, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from our end, uh, on the agency end of things, uh, this is something that I see is very rare for our clients to bring up to us that they're actually going after these sort of partnerships uh, and thinking outside the box because uh, you know it's a little it's a little outside of the box and there isn't like a streamlined solution and it doesn't have the sexiness, I guess, as Facebook and Instagram ads do. Yeah, you know, the allure. yeah, yeah. I think that's true. I think there's also there's so many layers to it like if you think about how do you forge a partnership like first off who uh how do you predict like whether or not this partner is going to be a good partner for you like how do you know if if it's going to if the juice is going to be worth the squeeze what do you do where do you do it how do you do it what's the payout mechanism look like is there a payout mechanism? like what are the legal terms there's so much that goes into it that sometimes people are like ah if you haven't done it before you're like okay I'm going to stay away from this. Uh, you know, I'll just keep buying Facebook ads. It's easier for me to just sit at my computer and program some stuff. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, that isn't necessarily the best idea and partnerships are still a great growth opportunity for brands. So I guess what is, you know, 
if I have never done a partnership before and it's something I should look and it's, you know, it seems appealing, something I want to look forward to doing in 2021, what's like a good first step or a good, you know, initial partnership for an e-commerce brand? You know, what's it kind of look like? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing that I would think a lot about is just your own customers, right? It's like, who are your customers and what do they look like? And then using your best guess uh, or eventually my company will offer a tool for this, but we don't have to get to that yet. Uh, you can basically figure out who to partner with, right? So it's like, okay, I sell uh, I sell a men's razor. My target market is, is a, a male in this age range. Like there's five other brands that maybe are selling complimentary products that are non-competitive with mine. Maybe I should reach out to them because we definitely haven't, you know, we're both just getting started or at a mid size and we definitely don't have like this insane crossover uh, yet, but we have a really similar customer. So in those cases, that's like a very, very complimentary type of partnership that where both of your lists or both of your customers uh, are likely to not be like a, a huge amount of crossover. And there's a lot of net new acquisition, net new awareness that can be driven um, just by doing something together. Yeah, I mean, you make it sound so easy. Uh, so what's <laughs> what's holding people back from doing this more often? You know, I mean, it's funny because it's the same exact thing as the marketing funnel, right? It's like it starts with discovery, then you do it in consideration, and you actually convert. And it's the same thing with partnerships. It's like the first step is discovery. It's like who are the people that I could even partner with, and that in and of itself, if you don't have like a huge rolodex of friends that are also working in e-commerce, can be a huge challenge. It's like I don't know all, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of brands. Like, how do I reach out to them? How do I get in contact with them? Then the next step is like, is this actually a good partner for me? And that consideration period, like you do have to keep in mind whether or not this is a customer list that you feel like is likely to convert, whether or not that partner that is participating is willing to like do something in the way that you're, do, that you're, that you're willing to do it, whether it be like over email or an Instagram giveaway. And then it's like the actual execution of the campaign, getting the assets ready, doing the exchange and whatnot. Uh, and every part of that process like is, is, is challenging. It's not super easy today to, to do each one of those functions, but there is a lot of examples just in retail in general of really successful types of partnerships that have led to just incredible incremental sales. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but a lot of these tactics seem like it'd be, it would be a little bit hard to scale. Yeah. Um, now I'm super curious about how co-op commerce and solutions that you have, like what parts of this do you guys make easier? Yeah. So the first thing that we've done is we've brought together 400 brands that are willing to partner together. So we've got 400 brands on our platform now, um, ranging in size from, you know, sub $1 million brands all the way up to $50 million brands that have all opted into working together. And then the second thing that we've done is we've built this post-purchase widget that exists on the post-purchase page that you can let run and look at the analytics on. So you it takes two minutes to get set up. You create an account. You give us your brand assets. You tell us like who you want to work, who you want to work with, who you don't want to work with, what category your brand's in, your volume, all of those things, and then you set the widget live, and our algorithm like figures out 
of the brands that you've opted in to work with, like which ones have the highest click-through rate, which ones have the highest conversion, so that you can actually take that discussion to the next level. Uh, so right now, like that's our ecosystem, that's where we live, but eventually we look at that being uh, really owning that partnership process end-to-end -end and providing you with the tools to be able to do things lightweight and heavyweight. Gotcha. So if, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a merchant and I, 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 I install this widget on my store, you guys are going to provide me with data and be like, hey, this X, this brand here, brand X is probably good. And then it's uh, it's kind of like an introduction and then it's back to it's back to something that's a little more high touch that where the brands need to kind of figure it out themselves still. Yeah. So we have a Slack community right now uh, that all okay. the brands are part of and we facilitate intros in that way. And then we give suggestions of things that we've seen work well in our, our community. Yeah. I think that's, you know, any sort of frameworks or guidance of best practices obviously is going to be so helpful for people. Yeah. And then we're also building in some new tools. Like we're connecting to Facebook's business manager and enabling like audience audience exchanges for custom audiences that'll like all be automated through our platform. Eventually we'll provide brands with the ability to like actually sell each other's products like through their own storefront, uh, all based on all based on data, the things that we know. Uh, so it takes out a lot of that mystery of like the, and, and, and takes out a lot of the risk of like sinking the time in and not necessarily like seeing the results because you're kind of in the dark, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it also, there's something to be said about having a third party involved to make sure everyone's being honest. So yeah. th there's that as well. And I think that's good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the nicest part about our solution is like we, we can see like a full customer list from brand A and a full customer list from brand B and tell the brands like that you have a high match rate without them literally passing that PII back and forth. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the one other thing I, I wanted to say is I think that you guys having a marketplace already helps brands that are nervous about outreach. Uh, if you don't want to do the outreach yourself to brands and like do the discovery yourself, you know, having a marketplace is pretty cool as well. Um, what happens if uh, you know I'm in your marketplace, but I want to work with a brand outside of your marketplace? How does that work out? Uh, you can invite them. So we've built we've been built a, an incentive model for brands that are part of co-op already. They can start to invite other brands, uh, and we'll give them additional distribution across the network. Awesome, awesome. So uh, if I am listening to this and I am intrigued by what you have to say, what do I do? Where do I go? What are my next steps? Yeah. So go to coopcommerce.com and you can apply to join the community of brands directly there, or you can set up time with us. We'd love to walk you guys, walk you all through the, uh, the process. Awesome. Thanks. I'll make sure to link to all that stuff in the show notes. Connor, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Chase.